How do you feel about your office? Is it just a space for your company? Or is it a space to help you grow your company? From new HQs to satellite offices, with WeWork, you can find a space that works for you. Visit we.co slash space matters to learn more. Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Well, this moment had to eventually come. We have reached the third and final installment of the incredible story from Peter and Holly and just their story of redemption and how they went through it. I mean, they they hit rock bottom probably multiple times, and yet here they are sharing their story. And so if you've been following it, you know, it, the interview went so well in studio that Seth and I had to break this sucker up into three different parts. Mm-hmm. So you are now getting this third installment. And Seth, I'll just ask you, what's maybe been the impact so far of Peter and Holly's story with you? The perseverance and the, the grit, especially on um, you know Holly's end with the continued prayer. Um, that she sought forth, and she admitted, like, there's times like it it ebbed and flowed, um, but the c- continual, hey, I'm I'm praying for him in this in my situation. It's like the ultimate trust in Christ going, yeah, and, and that's what I've appreciated about uh, about both of them, Peter and Holly. Is yeah, sometimes it's not real smooth, and the, it does ebb and flow, but ultimately, who are you going to trust? Mm-hmm. Right, and and man, their story it shows. And so we, our prayer and our hope is by hearing them share the junk that they've gone through and what they've had to overcome, maybe it, maybe it gives you some perspective on your own relationship. Yeah, exactly. And just realize that whatever situation your relationship is in right now, uh, that there is hope and that there can be healing. And, and as you'll find out in this interview, it, the relationship can surpass what you thought it might be for. It most certainly can. So once again, here we are, continuing in their story with Peter, Holly, Seth, um, and He just showed me who he was, and I'd never known him that way. Um, I had an experience um, through so much pain. There was joy every single day because he provided for my needs whatever they were emotionally financially financially financial part of this is it's horrible it, it's devastating it is it's horrible the average female after a divorce is under the poverty level mm-hmm. oh yeah and i mean I'm, I'm a teacher i'm not making i'm making i'm making little um money and and you know he provided for me there he provided for me spiritually he just showed me that i was going to be okay and that through his through my weakness and boy i was weak um he was strong and 
he just showed me that, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm, I'm your God and you can't fail, you know, you can't fail. Stay close to me. Well, on a, on a side note too, judges usually do not let the mother and child move out of the county or surrounding counties. Right. They got to be close. But this or judge the or the father, mm-hmm. but this judge allowed her to move from McKinney, Texas, north of Dallas, all the way down to Victoria, six, six hours, hours, six yeah. hours away. So take that for what it's worth. Um, it rarely happens. You know, Holly says that, you know, she she accumulated $20,000 worth of debt through our divorce. I accumulated over $50,000 worth of debt in our divorce. Um, you know, there's some major realities that are associated with divorce that people just think, you know, hey, I just got to get this person out of here and everything's going to be... Yeah. You know, hunky dory. That's crazy mm-hmm. to me because obviously I'm in the business of helping couples stay together, and mm-hmm. in particular in our Reignite Marriage Intensive program, it is unbelievable to me when people call our number and they always want to go. First off, well, how much does this cost? Hmm. Right. So yes. the, the the regular price for a two day intensive. So keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. You said you were twenty grand in debt. Mm-hmm. Yes, you 50. were fifty. So we're talking about seventy thousand dollars in debt. Just to mm-hmm. sign the papers, right? And it was a yeah. fast divorce. Yeah. 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 So yeah. our two-day typical cost, if you pay full fee, 2500 And it yeah. blows my mind how people yeah. go, oh, my. They get That's Sometimes insane. they get inf- offended. Yeah. 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 And it's like, well, hold on. First, you're getting 14 hours over two days, which just do the math. Yeah. Right. It's going to be expensive because you're with a graduate-level person. But two- are you clueless? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, I have a friend right now going through a divorce. She is she is below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she makes 10, 10,000, 12,000 a year. Yeah. Do you know what her retainer was just to put the lawyer on retainer? Five, Five thousand. grand. Yeah. Yep. That is for someone at poverty. Yes. Who happened to have enough savings to be able yeah. to make that. But this is what just kills me that I wish people would hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, because most divorce again. I'm not talking to someone who's being abused physically. Right, right, you're right. You know, if you're in danger, that's right. a whole right. other right. game. Right. Yep. Kick, you know, you need to separate immediately. Yeah. Yes. And but for the vast majority of divorce, and like the two of you, mm-hmm. yeah. that was solvable. Yeah. Yes. Right. You didn't mm-hmm. have Absolutely. to go down all no. the road you did. Right. Yeah. And and it can be solved. And Peter, you kind of said this. You don't know what you don't know. Right, yeah. and so you guys are getting into conflict, and you don't realize because we're not taught. This is why everything we do at the Small Institute is really uh, you. You'd label it marriage education. Mm-hmm. It's because we just don't know there right. are different ways, better ways you can react. Mm-hmm. There are things you can do that whoa shock right. yeah. can help you land on this resolutions really and yeah. win-win yeah. solutions, and 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 that's what's so fun is that both of you realized I need help. Mm-hmm. We need to go talk to someone. And when you reach out to that pastor, to a counselor, to a mentor, to a small group, mm-hmm. yeah, those people tend to, you know, God uses other people mm-hmm. yeah. in our lives. And But it's just, it's fascinating. I've been trying to work up a healthy, honest divorce calculator. Yeah. Because I, I, I just want people to come I think to the it's site huge. and to go, okay, how much do you make a year? How much does your spouse make? What do you have in savings? What's your da da da? And then you can get yeah. a pretty good idea. All right, so if you want a divorce, you can spend sixty, mm-hmm. right. or you can spend twenty five hundred and eighty five percent success rate potentially save it. Yeah. Right. Well, and here's the reality too: is that you, 
for the for the guy, he's going to be responsible for the house. So he typically moves out, gets an apartment. He's got the house payment and he's got his apartment. So unless you got money coming out of your ears, you're you're starting in the hole big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other big thing, kind of a little different sub direction here, is is when Holly and I got back together, it was extremely important um, that she had, she said, you know what. Yes, obviously what I did was wrong, but but I also take responsibility in what I did wrong in our marriage, which was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And for her to to sit there and say, "Well, I didn't do anything wrong. This is all you." I, you know, I'm I, I didn't do anything wrong. You made this choice and decision, you know, this is all on you. But for her to come to me and go, "You know what? I I played a part in this too." You know, obviously mm-hmm. wasn't as big a part in in what I did, the choices I made, but it, that was huge for me as far as our reconciliation and, and our when we went through counseling, when we got back together and everything, and because uh, we hadn't even gotten back into the last seven and a half years uh, through going through infertility again and, and everything that that looked like, um, but it, that was that was big. Mm-hmm. That was big. Yeah, and it was that hard for you to be able to take ownership, and because this is again something I run into with. Yeah. You know, if someone has an affair, you're the evil one, mm-hmm. and I'm a hundred percent the victim. Right. But the truth is a little more complicated than yeah. that. Yeah. I think what helped what helped in our case was we had four years. I had four years to learn about what I did to contribute to mm-hmm. the demise of our marriage, and I had four years to really, you know, look at myself. And, you know, even when we were married the first time, I knew I, I needed help with my, you know, my temper and, you know, the way I handled conflict. Um, I had, you know, there was just a lot of learning and growing up to do. But, uh, you know, it wasn't hard for me to tell Peter. He already knew, first of all, but I think it it was important for him to hear me. It wasn't hard for me to say, um, you know, I did this and this and this, and I know I contributed to why we had issues and I weakened the marriage. I made it vulnerable. I had a part in that. And um, he needed to hear that, but I also needed to say that, and I needed to confess that. And, um, you know, even today, you know, our, our old habits will creep in mm-hmm. sometimes. And what makes us quicker at recognizing it, of course, is what we went through. And, you know, we have the tools. We remember, you know, what's what's going to help us resolve this and what's going to, you know, be the best, help, most healthy way of, of you know, moving on and, and, mm-hmm. and getting through something. And we also have a perspective now that we never could have had had we not gone through what we right. did right. but um yeah it was it was important mm-hmm. it was real important well and god is faithful in in maturing us through trial yes right and i think we get lost many times cuz people want to go well this was god's will or god's will was right. i tend to land on god's will was perfection mm-hmm. but he gave us the choice to love him or not and we chose at the very beginning to blow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, therefore, there are consequences that God never wanted to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, we're, you know, suffering the consequences of our choices and our 
ancestors' choices, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I thought it was so fascinating this morning as I was kind of putting your questions together and doing my show notes as normal. My Bible app kind of bleeped, and I, I got my verse of the day. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be curious on how you guys feel about this verse of the day, considering that you were coming in just a few hours later. Mm-hmm. But it's Psalms 105, and it says, For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Mm-hmm. What does that speak to you guys, just in terms of, your, well, your story? Yeah. Well, he 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 doesn't leave you. I mean, he he even even in and Holly, obviously, you can speak to this better than I can. But even in the, the deepest deepest darkest pits, we're not alone. You know, and and his love and his grace is is always there constantly. But it's up to us to accept it, and it's up to us to uh, to to seek it. And and when we do, he's faithful. And when we don't, chaos starts. And what's sad is even at the beginning, when you were alone in your apartment sobbing, yeah. he was there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it's like you just said so eloquently, I gotta I gotta reach out. Right. He's there yeah. and he's ready. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm not, then I don't get that benefit. Yep. What about you? Yeah. I you know, I I saw God being faithful um so many in so many ways. Um, you know, just when you think all is lost. Um, the only thing you have sometimes, the only thing you ever have is God's faithfulness. And he'll work through anything to bring about what his purpose and plan is for your life. And he, you know, our, our journey in life is to be more like Christ. And um, he's going to, you know, you know, you you walk in your own shoes, but really he's the author of your story. He's the author of your life story. And when you yield to that, when you're obedient to it, um, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Well, it really is. And I think your guys' story, Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a little bit ridiculous, right? I mean, there's an affair. There's a divorce. There's a remarried by one person. And then there's a second mm-hmm. divorce. And then uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. How on earth yeah. did we end back together? Well, and, and the reality of it is, too, when we got back together, you know, it was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was extremely hard. I mean, obviously, she had she had she had very hard time trusting me, mm-hmm. um, and and I was an open book. I literally say, "Here's my phone." I literally say, "Check it whenever you want. You can mm-hmm. follow me." I don't. It, it always blows me away. People get upset when their spouses track them, so to speak. And I'm like, "Well, if you're not going anywhere, you shouldn't be. What's it yeah. matter if somebody's tracking There's you? There's nothing to hide. There's nothing no, to it's hide. The same thing. What yeah. are you stressed out about? Yeah." yeah. What's well, the word? I just deserve my no? You don't. Yeah, not as a married person, you no. don't. I actually no. track Michael. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because you tricked me. <laughs> as it's actually not a lie either. Right? Yeah, <laughs> actually, no reason. No, my wife and I, uh, we do the same thing. You know, iPhones, you can do the yeah, yeah. Can, and it's, yeah. it's actually fantastic for us for many reasons. Um, but it's 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 taken down our little minor conflicts uh, away in a lot of ways. We aren't the best at uh, communicating when we're supposed to be different places, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. and so me being able to try to reach my lovely wife and her not responding, to so I can know where she's at. And I'm like, oh look, there you are. Okay, yeah. you're yeah, still cool. Yeah. Wait, I know where you are. What yeah. apartment yeah. complex is that? Yeah. Wait a yeah. second. <laughs> Amy hates it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Cause, and I'm, Why? of course, obnoxious because I'll, I know she doesn't like it. So I'll call and go, So what are you doing at the mall? <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you know I'm at the oh, totally Are you that. tracking me again? <laughs> yes. That's a part of our love story was stalking. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm only yeah. keeping it real, oh, baby. Yeah. That's like anthropology that's right. again. Yeah. Well, and that's what I love about both of you guys, Peter and Holly, is, is you know, life is messy. Mm-hmm. And even though. It's it was an it was literally an act of God mm-hmm. that the two of you would get remarried. But then, yeah, oh shock! Hey, yeah. there was some struggles. So, what was that? I mean, what was kind of that hard thing? Because I, you know, and I said this before we you know as we just talked about the show before we started is I don't I hate it when people don't want to acknowledge or admit to the messy stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you could present the story as a mate, you know, as this, oh, hey, Cinderella. And Everything then we was, got back yeah. together and we've mm-hmm. never been happier. It, it took it took a couple years um, of, of, of she would just, she'd, she'd break down and she would start crying and, and I'd be like, what, what, what? And she's just like, I just, I, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't, I just, and... Something would trigger it. Something would trigger it, whether it be a TV show, something you hear, a song, or, or whatever. Something just Some would comment somebody would, made, would, yep, or yep. something you might have said. <laughs> well, and, and and on top of that, uh, I was still having to pay. We were still having to pay on a car note that she was driving. My ex was driving, mm-hmm. and so we had that monthly reminder yeah. every, that was nice. every time. Yeah. yeah, and and that coupled with uh, we were we were going to try to have another child. We always wanted another one. And we were having infertility issues. So on top of her trust issues, at the end of every month, she wasn't pregnant. So she'd break down. Yeah. So every yeah. every every month, she was breaking down and crying. And I'm going, oh, my God, I, you know, this is, I, what do I do? How do I handle this? And thankfully, uh, we belong to a church, uh, uh, the Brook in, in mm-hmm. Alabama, Brian Mayfield. Uh, at least he was the pastor back there. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the uh, my brother-in-law's brother. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, you there you go. All right. Brian, there we go. Mind and, blown. And, and Brian is a fantastic guy, and yeah. he's one of these guys who doesn't sugarcoat it. He's very straightforward. And he, I started seven degrees of seven, something. Like uh, seven degrees of Kevin something. Bacon. Yeah. yeah. This is so craziness. Crazy. So yeah. he. Uh, I we would meet and, and we actually had a men's group that met in our house and uh, upstairs in our our bonus room that we had and um it it through his discussions and, and our group meetings and and everything else that that we had and, and we held it, it helped me understand what I needed to do for my wife and on top of that the the counseling we were going through at the time um but this went on for 3 3 years I mean we tried IVF we we tried everything uh, mm-hmm. And and she finally had to get to a point that he just uh, that she was able to just say let it go, and but she it, it was hard it was very hard for her she couldn't um and it, it just it was a struggle. Well, and what I love is funny enough your guys' show is coming kind of on the heels of two episodes that Seth and I have recorded on a, a book that I read that. You know, I've, I, you know, when I finish a book, I, as a sick person, I started thinking, well, what's the next book I want to write, which is a miserable process. But I thought <laughs> I wanted to write something on patience because I feel like patience in a, in a relationship is 
often overlooked mm-hmm. and it's not appreciated and people don't understand the power of patience. Right. Mm-hmm. And then God kind of just dropped on my lap this book called Grit, The Power of Perseverance, and, uh, p- The Power of Passion mm-hmm. and Perseverance. And it's by this woman named Angela Duckworth. And it sounds like the two of you, because I want people to understand that even though God was in this thing, mm-hmm. even though God did some miraculous mm-hmm. things, it doesn't mean you don't got to work hard. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean right. that, you know, because right. what, what happens, I'm telling you, Peter, what happens to most people is they reconcile, but then my wife is struggling, kind of mm-hmm. moving on, or, or you know, right. kind of not getting over, because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily get over, you kind of transform. Yeah. It yeah. becomes something different. But she's hurting. Mm-hmm. And, okay, a year has gone by, she's still hurting. Mm-hmm. And now two years has gone by, she's still hurting. What a lot of people do is they quit. Mm-hmm. They go, obviously, this is never going to... But yet, here you are, Yeah, is you hang in there, and sometimes our marriage isn't going to be as sexy as we'd like, right? right. It's, not, mm-hmm. it's not this fairy tale. Right. No. But it is, because it is, yeah. what makes a good fairy tale? Yeah. Tragedy, yeah. overcoming mm-hmm. you know, right. the odds. And, but people tend to want to quit during yeah. the mm-hmm. overcoming part, and therefore, they don't get the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the, so, the lie that we've been told and tell ourselves that... Uh, this, this marriage institution shouldn't be this hard and it shouldn't take this work. And right. so like, well, if I'm having to put all this work into it, then maybe this isn't the right thing or maybe it's not, not worth it. Right. And so realizing that, yes, I mean, it's, yeah. it's worth the work. It's worth how hard it is. I mean, it's an institution that, that God set up and knows that it's for our better yeah. and, and his good. Well, and especially if both, partners are willing to put the work in mm-hmm. to make it what it needs to be because it doesn't work when it's just one person. And and I, people often ask me, okay, well, what'd you do when Holly would, would break down and cry or she'd be mad at you or whatever? And I said, honestly, I'd sit there and I'd hold her and I'd let her cry in my chest because it, it, it wasn't something I was going through. It wasn't something anything that I did at that moment that upset her. It was yeah. she needed to go through that emotion and, mm-hmm. and cleanse herself and and go through it, and as time went on, it became fewer and fewer and fewer, and and now, um, especially hopefully that car note is done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it was done about a year in. We got yeah. rid of that one. Yeah. yeah. It's like picking at a scab right there. Yeah. It really is. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you. Now, Holly, yeah. in those moments uh, of um, breaking down, were you able to to separate and realize that it wasn't like necessarily what he had done in that moment mm-hmm. or like, but it was uh, just residual from acting. Like, were you able to make that mental separation or was, was it still? Yeah, it, it was, I don't know how to describe it. You know, something would trigger and I would, I would go into this place of being distraught mm-hmm. and it took me back. It was like a time warp and it took me back yeah. to those days of, um, you know, being fearful and and losing him all over again and i you know i wondered you know is this going to happen again and so it was very real for me mm-hmm. but i i knew just by him asking me things like what can i do for you or just holding me yeah. letting me th- get through it i knew that was showing me okay you know this is just this is the enemy this is the enemy working mm-hmm. on me and i will distinguish we know Sometimes he has to remind me and I remind him, but we know, like we recognize when the enemy is playing with our mind, yeah. filling our mind with thoughts that there's no, 
basis for. Right. Um, and so he's very patient with me, very patient with me, um, and just reassuring. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds so. like extremely validating in very. those moments. And, mm-hmm. and, and we miss those opportunities because, right. uh, again, a lot of guys, if they're in that same situation, they... They take it personally. They do. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. interpret it negatively. But it sounds like, Peter, what you were able to do was to understand, hey, there was hurt. Right. And right now she is hurting. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's my issue or my fault. However, and, and the, the question, a part of my wife and I's love story is, you know, when, when I showed up at her doorstep and she was ending her engagement to her fiance and I'd been in love with her for years, uh, when I heard that she was breaking off the engagement, you know, what I wanted to do was give her my undying love and I've mm-hmm. been in love with you forever and that's why I da, da, da. But what the Lord allowed me to do in that moment was just simply ask, hey, what can I do to help? And it's, it's shaped our entire ministry, mm. is, is that when someone is hurting, easily the best thing you can do mm-hmm. is go, what do you need right now? Mm. Yeah. And if they say, you know, whatever, hold me, then hold them and let them yep. cry. If yep. they say, yeah. could you give me a moment? I just need to go on a walk, or I just need to mm-hmm. sit here and be mad, yep. then go on a walk, leave mm-hmm. them. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, you know, go make me breakfast, do this, do whatever it is, as long as it's not anti-scriptural. Right. Yeah. Like if it's go behead a, a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's max a hundred. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah it's the, the limit. Biblical hundred or less is 100. okay. Yeah, yeah, but over that is really ridiculous. Very, <laughs> yeah. and and so that's that's very that's well, that's you, powerful. You got to put your ego in check. I mean, because it's not about you, and and you know that's one thing I've learned the hard way is is when my wife's upset. Obviously, I, I first thing I think I was okay. What did I do? And and sometimes it's me, sometimes it's not me. Sometimes she's mad at something, and I'll look at her and go, okay, what's really bothering you? Well, it's this over here. And it's like, okay. And and that's part of what we've learned how to to, to resolve our conflict. But I, I want to go back a little bit um, because I think it's important to point out that, that when somebody has an affair and when somebody does something, um, the guilt that I felt for what I did I felt the only choice I had was to marry this other woman. I felt that was the only way I could, and I'm using air quotes here, obviously, make it right. Okay, as warped as that sounds, yeah. I, my thought process was this: that was my only choice. I had to do it because I did that. Mm-hmm. I had the affair, I, so that's that's what I've got to do. And it, it, it's it's incredible the way the enemy works and, and the way that guilt and shame and, and everything play into it and how, as men, typically, we, we won't allow, we won't be vulnerable. We won't allow ourselves to sit there and say, you know what, you screwed up. Own it. Accept it. Quit making excuses. You know, it, it, it's just... That was important because that was a big deal to me, what, what I felt at the time that... I wanted to make. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the foundation of everything we teach in terms, especially of our educational stuff, is if I can't take personal responsibility for my own stuff, we're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. There, there's no fuel in that car. You can have the prettiest car in the neighborhood. If you don't put the gas in, it ain't moving. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's useless. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that personal responsibility, taking ownership, is the fuel that drives a healthy relationship because... You know, Peter, you kind of said something which I kind of sort of disagree with. So, just wanted you to know that. Um, <laughs> is obviously, if we're going to reconcile, yes, it takes two people to reconcile, right? right? 
But to get healthy, it doesn't necessarily take two people. One person doing the right thing and loving well unconditionally will influence the other person. Influence, yeah. not control. Right. You could be Christ incarnate, and you know he was sacrificed. Yeah. So, and it's not guaranteed change. It does, it does it's, not guarantee change. Right. But I know influence. that I have I influence over people that if I love them well, mm-hmm. I am giving them the best chance at turning their own life around. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not. They may choose not to. But we know from experience, people, when you love people well, they tend to respond well. Well, mm-hmm. and, and that takes that's a great point because it, it, the question you asked me earlier when we were first married, what would you tell that Holly – you know, if you if you knew then what you know now, and if I had, you know, gotten schooled on that a little bit more, and stopped putting my needs before Peter's needs, um, and served him, and you know his happiness more was more important than my happiness, but not put him up here above God, um, right. but you know, focus on what's most important to him and focus less on me. Well, one of the best books I think we read when we got back together was Love and Respect. Mm-hmm. And um, it was understanding, you know, understanding my need for respect and understanding her need for love and, and how to love her. And and that was the biggest thing. Is And we also read His Needs, Her Needs, which was great too, is because we actually put down what each other's needs were. And once you understand your partner's needs, you can meet their needs if Mm-hmm. If they don't tell you what their needs are, you're walking around guessing, bumping into walls. Yeah, hey, Peter, what what show are you on right now? Um, some Amy Smalley <laughs> no. podcast. What? Smalley marriage. So, how many resources are we going to go through for you to finally go? Actually, it was the DNA of relationships. That yeah. could have been one. Uh, what about reignite yeah. your marriage into? No. Well, they went through love talk. No. 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 <laughs> He's Actually, like an over here on your bookshelf. It, it was smally stuff that got us into this pit in the first place. What a bunch of hooey. Uh, <laughs> well, were smally, smally was after we went through our divorce. Smally came afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you associate me with all the pain and trauma. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The reconciliation. <laughs> Peter's always punching me when I walk into church. <laughs> Why do you have I don't understand time? <laughs> well, I got to tell you what time church starts. I yeah, mean, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I don't tend to show up on time. <laughs> so what what has what what do you what do the two of you do now to keep it healthy? Yeah. We we constantly connect. And and I use the word connect cuz we connect whether it's turn the TV off and we just sit there and, and we have real conversations. Not and, and conversation has nothing to do with our son. And and I think that's that that's what's the important thing because you know, two people can go out and they talk about their kids all night and they never talk about each other and they never talk about what's going on. Um, we have dates, whether it be lunch dates, uh weekly and then we have uh dinner dates, you know, when we have free weekends. Um but it's it was it's important for us to take that time, just the two of us, and, and to have real conversations, not surface conversations. Literally, just asking the question: Am I meeting your needs? Am, am I that I do something? Am I doing not doing what I need to do for you? What mm-hmm. what do you need me to do? It, and, and it's it's amazing the conversation that comes out of asking a very simple question, because it opens up for the other person to be real. And even as a as a guy, you know, I don't want to share that. You know, I don't want to say that. But if she opens the door, 
it's my fault if I don't walk in. Mm-hmm. So it it for her to for for us to to just the constant connection. Um, how am I doing? Yeah. You know, how am I doing yeah. as a wife? Mm-hmm. What can I do better? You know, what am I doing that you like? Yeah. Um, just having those those question and answer times, and, and it's not, you know, I've got five minutes. Let's let's ask our questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's intentional time that mm-hmm. we take, and it's not always, you know, sometimes we let a week or two go by. Yeah. But we know it's important, and mm-hmm. um, you know, to connect that way, and so you're consistently connecting in positive ways, mm-hmm. right? We have devotionals. Right. We, Important. Yeah, we right. have a couple's devotional that, that we'll do. Um, I suppose that's some other author. <laughs> well, right. you know, I was going to... We make good We make good memories. We were intentional about making good memories, so there's less of the bad stuff and there's more of the good stuff. Well, maybe this wasn't your intention, but I can assure the two of you are going to walk out of my home and studio with a lot of smally books. <laughs> <laughs> right. So many resources. So next time. Yeah. All right. Goodwill, uh, yeah. guys. Yeah. 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 So, Holly, what what about you? What what is maybe? I'm I'm tempted to ask a dangerous question right now. Ask it. We're not afraid. Throw it out there. Mm. I can always hit delete. I'm (laughs) afraid. I'm the avoider, it feels (laughs) like, in this entire room. Okay, type it out, and I'll see it, and I'll read it. No, what what would you say, um, what would, if if you ranked your marriage right now today, Mm -hmm. on a scale from one to ten, ten being highly satisfied, not Mm -hmm. perfect, Mm -hmm. but just highly satisfied, one, you know, Peter should probably sleep with one eye open, (laughs) because something could happen, where would you rank it today? You know, honestly, honestly, yes. honestly, yeah, honest. It's it's a ten, really. It, it's a ten, and I'm Jerk. not lying. <laughs> it's Again. a ten, and so that's, you in, that that's as... in every area. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, there's well. a little wing and shoulder shrug. <laughs> Maybe we. I'm need pretty to... sure that wasn't directed at me though. Was, okay. <laughs> Maybe we need to leave and give these two a moment here. You know, the funny thing is, she told me I better not bring that up. I know, <laughs> and you did. You went there, and yeah. okay. Just need to be asked the question. So yeah, but yeah. give me maybe two, three, four things on why it's a ten. That's just the level of intimacy that we have um, has nothing to do with. Well, it I, it has a lot to do with the sexual part, I guess. But it's it's more about emotional connection, mm-hmm. understanding, um, connect like compassion. Um, fun. I mean, we have, we love to have fun now. We're so goofy. We're the goo. We never were this goofy when we were first married. <laughs> um, just being ourselves, letting ourselves be who we are and, um, passion and, you know, zest for life and appreciation for, for having our family back together and our marriage. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about how satisfied we are. It doesn't mean we don't have fights or arguments or we don't see things eye to eye a lot. Um, But But we're two different people and we're resolving. And we know that, you know, it's okay sometimes to not agree Mm -hmm. and to allow that. And, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's it's being, it's very satisfying right now. It's, I think what's funny to me that's standing out, that's just screaming to me right now, is despite all the trauma, despite all the hurt, despite, frankly, even all the growth and the miraculous things and how God clearly moved in the two of your lives, in essence, you guys are saying right now, 
kind of the secret to us doing well today is we're friends. Mm-hmm. We get yeah. along. We hang out. We do fun things together. Mm-hmm. We're able to communicate on mm-hmm. a more intimate level. Yeah. It's really about being affectionate yeah. Yeah. and friendly towards each other and not letting, you, you know, you just said something, not allowing any of the negative stuff to get blown out of proportion, right. not to yeah. get too overly focused on it. Right. But to, and, and really maybe even, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, almost you're able to better today give the benefit of the doubt to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I didn't necessarily yeah. like his tone today or I didn't like her tone today. Right. However, that's, yeah. it's cool because well, I know it's not yeah. that. It's probably something else or who knows what, but guess what? I'll check in and we'll get to the bottom yeah. of it. No big deal. Well, yeah. and, and we, we call each other on it. We're like, okay, you're, you're taking a tone with me right now. Can you back down? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we take a step, we take a step back. And you know the the other thing too, what that that you were talking about being friends before when we were first married, Holly's best friend was her sister, and so she would always go to her sister. My best friend was my dad. I'd always go to my dad. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad has passed, uh, and he passed while we were divorced, and that's another side story I can get into. But um, he passed while we were divorced. So the second time around, we're each other's best friends, and. That's probably one of the biggest differences. I mean, if if something good or bad, excuse me, happens, we we're the first person we call, mm-hmm. and and that yeah. wasn't the case the first time we were married. Yeah, yeah. I have some of um, some of my close friends uh, from college that similar situation when they first got married, where they they had other people that were their their best friends, and once they got married. Uh, their overall personalities changed a fair amount. Even for for me being a friend with them, like it just they just weren't as much fun to be around because um, there's just an, there's this in, uh, tension that w- came from um, them looking outside their marriages mm-hmm. for for that, mm-hmm. and they end up moving overseas for a number of years, and that isolation forced them to become that. Yep. And I am going to visit them when they're overseas. And I was like, oh my gosh, like these are my friends again. Like this is awesome. They're like they're completely different. And ever since then, yeah. like their their marriage has been so much different and better because mm-hmm. of that relationship and because they learned how to be best friends. They learned all those things we talked about, right. communicating well, making great memories yeah. together. Well it doesn't it, have yeah. to be difficult. No, it doesn't. And 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 to kind of go back to when my dad died, Holly and I were divorced, our divorce was final. And he got sick, got diagnosed with cancer in November, and he died in December. So, I mean, it was it happened wow. quick. Yeah. And I never called and told her uh, until, he, until he died. And my uncle, my mom's brother, said, if you don't call and tell her, you're going to regret it the rest of your life. And so as they drove my dad away uh, in the hearse, um, I, I called her. And uh, I told her that my dad had passed. And... Uh, my second wife looked at me and goes, you showed emotion. I go, they just hauled my dad off in a hearse. I mean, this is how sick this person was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they just drove my dad off in a hearse, okay? Mm-hmm. And so she never got a chance to say goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. And he, she would go to him when we were separating on through the divorce and go, I don't understand what's going on with Peter. And I mean, she would, she would go to him. And um, so not only were we reconciling our marriage, but there was a lot of hurt with a lot of things that, that, we had to go through and, and get on the other side of. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing though is Christ really does what he promises. You know, one mm-hmm. of his primary things was I'm coming to heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. But the key, 
that I hope people are listening to is you got to give him access to the heart, which means like for Holly pursuing him and focusing her eyes on him as opposed to your husband or anything else. Right. And Peter, as opposed to being in denial or, you know, that, that idea of, I just want to get away from this and out from under God. Yeah. But when you turn to him, he does heal. He does restore. It doesn't mean that your story is going to be identical to theirs. Yeah. Right. Because clearly you both were willing to come back to Christ, mm-hmm. and then he was able to do some magic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some amazing things. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that's going to be your story, but like what I try to tell people, if you focus on him and you're obedient to Christ's words, you're never going to lose. Right. right. So mm-hmm. guess what? Lose. When you're focused on Christ, if your spouse doesn't come back around, you're okay. You're okay. Right. Because yeah. that's not your identity isn't mm-hmm. right. getting reconciled. Yeah. It's, hey, Christ, you're it. Right. Yeah. And that would be lovely. Right. But hey, it didn't happen, and I'm okay. Yeah. So you yep. can't lose when you follow Christ. That's right. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank the two of you for coming in. We've yeah. actually, you know, this turned into, this will be two shows. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah. Part Maybe part even two. three. <laughs> we'll see. We don't even know yet. But I really do. I appreciate your guys' openness and honesty and authenticity. Well, we, Holly and I have always, we always long to share our story because we know there's people out there hurting who who need to hear it. And even mm-hmm. at, when Woods Edge played the story, we had so many people, couples, single people, couples come up to us and thank us for sharing. And so whenever we have the opportunity to get our story out there, uh, we're all for it. That's why we don't hesitate. That's why when I saw your post, I didn't, I mean, I'd contact you and said, let's go, we're ready. Yeah, it's amazing. So, it's a blessing. Well, thank you for having yeah. us, thank giving you. us the, the platform. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you both. Well, I can't believe that we have now officially finished the third, the, the third. third show. The trilogy. We finished a trilogy. I, it, we have our own trilogy. Yeah, pretty much the movie deal is going to start coming in soon. <laughs> Documentary, probably. Right. And really, it would be Peter and Holly that get all the money. <laughs> but maybe they'll take us to a nice dinner. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe they could pay for new microphones. Oh, I, I'm just throwing ideas out. Maybe there. just like a salary for me. No, but know. what a blessing Peter and Holly were. And we're just, yeah. I mean, that's amazing story to be able to share with others. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about hopeless. They were divorced. Mm-hmm. He was remarried. Can it get more hopeless than that? Right. I mean, that's like door shut. It's finished in most people's books. Yeah. <clears throat> but to see like that journey, and the encouragement to other people going through something, and ho- uh, hopefully, you know, not even to that point, like the early stages, like, hey, uh, everything can be redeemed. You know, like, the, the, it doesn't, like, hey, this isn't over. This isn't the the final nail in the coffin, as it were. Yeah, and I don't, we're not trying to give you false hope either, because sometimes when your spouse leaves you and you didn't want it and they remarry, they don't come back. Right. And And so it's not about creating false hope. I, I, my... My wish is that you're hearing Holly's faith in Christ. Yeah. Is really what this was about. Well, the, the hope is that there's um there's still health, you know, like on um on the other side, whatever that healthy looks like. So for them, um her pursuit of of Christ, um, but it ultimately enabled them to come back together, but she was healthy um yeah. in that process. Yeah, and you need Christ if your heart is going to stay open, especially in these really big deals, mm-hmm. right? So, man, that is called inspiration. That's why we do yeah. this. 
We, we do it for you guys. That's why, we, that's why we share it to the people. <laughs> the masses. So I hope you enjoyed their three-part trilogy. I feel like I need some sort of like epic trilogy music. We might be able to find something at some point. So don't forget, everybody, if you want to turn your relationship around starting today, check out our online courses. You can find out more at smalleyinstitute.com, where we have hours of video from our very best series, all online and with online work. And if you enjoy the show, by the way, or even if you don't, let us know by leaving us a review on iTunes. Don't forget, you can also submit your story and get a chance to be interviewed on the show with Seth and I. And you can figure all that out at our website, smalleyinstitute.com. So Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462.
Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.